Good morning, good evening, good night, saints and ain'ts, and welcome to the Reducated Podcast. I am one of your three hosts. I am Dr. Donnie, kick me to my co-host, Shay the Kiss. I guess I'm left, which is Petty Teddy. What's good? Maybe the best for last. My throat is scratchy, and I was getting ready to say your name, and it was like... (laughs) So, (laughs) we coming to you tonight talking about the... From the Super Bowl. Uh, Who had to clear their throats before they got on stage and lip sync something? First, let's talk about uh see, you know I'm already on one tonight. Um, you know, it, it happens. So the national anthem, you had folks on the right, like that uh shredder down there in Georgia, Marjorie Taylor Green, who needs to be sent back to the mountains by herself and left there for dead. Um she had a problem with the wokeness at the Super Bowl because the Black National Anthem Lift Every Voice and Sing, which was written by James Weldon Johnson and his brother, uh, was saying as, as part of Black History Month and a ode to our, our Black folks. And Miss Ralph did a wonderful job, Miss Shirley Ralph, the original Dina from Dream Girls. She's a dream girl. Okay. You know that blonde hair, blue-eyed devil down there going down to Georgia because he was looking for a soul to steal. And apparently he won. And her name is Marjorie Taylor Green. What y'all think? Like she said wokeness. And I feel like wokeness has become a dog whistle for that side. Like it means something else. And we all know what they're trying to say. Black. <laughs> I'm gonna call well, it black. <laughs> all shades was, of it. That was her woke way of being able to say what she can't say. Uh-huh. In a way. Yeah, that that was her way. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of you, Negroes. <laughs> we next call her that. Okay. You know, next call her, please. So her post wasn't the only one I saw that, you know, was throwing shade pretty much at the Black National Anthem being sung, you know. And I'm just like, Who else? again, two Americas, y'all act like we one country, because y'all talking about some, this supposed National Anthem. Oh, that song has been around how long? Mm. Just because, yo, mm, nah, I'm not going to do it. This is maybe the first time they have heard it. Right. <laughs> but I mean, half of them don't know the difference between America the Beautiful and the Star Spangled Banner. But yet they want like, why do we have to only have one national anthem? We can't have more than one. We don't even have an official language. Like, come on, y'all, get real. Because These are they... the same people who had a trial in Congress for Twitter. And screamed at the folks that used to moderate Twitter to make them explain where their pussy ass bitch was one slur or three separate ones when they were moderating Donald Trump's shit. So, like, these folks have no business. Everybody knows that. It's one. 
if you don't say it that way, then you're not speaking properly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but they're saying wokeness and then going to have waste Congress's time demanding that these kinds of things are discussed. So, I mean, yeah. I don't expect too much from them because they already seem to be operating from idiocracy. I was trying I to hate the word without being offensive. So what really intrigues me about that particular side um, and how they use the term woke and, you know, to pretty much combat anything that is equitable or realistic or just um, recognizing injustices, you know, anything like that nature is woke, right? Mm. But it's the same side that is promoting the evangelical push that you're so Christian and Jesus, how can you not be woke and follow Jesus and stand for his teachings and not understand injustice and not understand, like, how do you, how do you, how are you not? And you claim that you support the Bible and all these other things that talked about how these people are being treated unfairly, right? If you've read the Bible, that's about this particular group of Israel. Okay. Pastor P, you're not supposed to go to the top of the mountain to the end of the show. I'm but just, go ahead. No, but I'm just asking, like, <laughs> go to church, it's, funny that this side, it's funny that that side that wants to push that is also saying anything that pretty much aligns with what you say you believe in and how we should not allow those things to exist. Which makes me question how they see themselves as any better than fundamentalist Islam. Like, you are against Sharia law, but yet you want to impose a Christian version of it on this country. Like, make make it make sense. Help me out with that. Because I, I, I'm not understanding how you don't see the parallel in what you're saying. Everything... It, even them accusing Rihanna's performance of being devil worship. I saw nothing other than the fact that she had on red, Shirley Ralph had on red, but they were surrounded by white. I don't know where they made the link. I don't know where the jump was made. But any opportunity yeah. to say that there's something demonic about an ethnic performance. Like the only time that I have not seen them say it about a Super Bowl performance is when it was a white performer. Otherwise, every Super Bowl, when JLo performed, they had a problem with her pole dancing and she was naked and she was doing this and that and the devil. Beyonce did this, this and that. Oh, it was devil worship. And they were trying to start a revolution and blah, blah, blah. But if you have a straight up white artist, when Katy Perry performed, the biggest controversy when Katy Perry performed was that that damn shark looked like it was drunk. Like, you know, yes. <laughs> so if there's a black performer, somehow there's a issue somewhere with somebody. And I don't even get it. Like, it don't make no sense. No. Never. It never does make sense. But I just think that certain Christians are always weaponizing their Christian, you know, their religion. They're always creating a space where it's just you couldn't possibly be representing God 
and the fact that you're so busy trying to take his space with judgment like that that turns people away from it you're not driving nobody closer and winning no souls and so maybe you working for the devil that's more demonic <laughs> than whatever you're saying they're doing it's just very hypocritical and it makes it hard it gives i think christianity the love for the lord jesus a bad rap because it's just it's, the, it's those type of things everything can be looked at it's from that lens that is demonic i mean this is the devil's playground so everything Hello? can be turned into everything can see, be turned i don't know if you, saw, you just reminded me the pastor the female pastor that was rebuking her congregation for buying beyonce tickets she, <laughs> i saw it she, i did not Teddy, can you help me help me out? This woman, she said something. She said something about you can't be a Christian and buying tickets to go see Beyonce. That's devil worship and blah. I can't remember what all she yeah. said. So basically, she was saying attending that concert is opening yourself up to those spirits, and that that concert itself is a gateway into mm -hmm. um, demonic worship and things of the devil. Like pretty much, that's pretty much what she was summing it up yes. as, right? <clears throat> Which we know Beyonce has been attacked several times for demonic yes. or whatever, like you know, whatever they claim the claims are, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's it's that, but I think it's this idea of like and I'm gonna say this and this is gonna sound so terrible, but you are let's see. Look, let's see, Patty. For for black Christians, I feel like because of slavery and oppression that continues to exist. We have attached, and I say we because I am part, I consider myself a Christian as well, and I mm -hmm. was part of that mindset at one point. We attach ourselves to persecution because it's something that we know and it's familiar. And we have this attachment to persecution and hoping for and hope for liberation, right? So anything that feels like oppression because we're constantly always oppressed, we want to combat and say, no, we stand up against it. There's a standard, right? Because we just have mm -hmm. to have something that makes us feel like we need a reason to fight because we're so used to being oppressed. Flip side think for our white cousin um they don't have an idea of what oppression really looks like so they attach themselves to persecution to try to find something to feel like they're under attack and that you are mm -hmm. trying to take something away from us because at the end of the day y'all have stolen everything that you have you stole from everybody else. so you have to fathom what it means to be persecuted because you were the ones doing the persecution and no i'm not speaking about all of our white cousins but like for those that are in power and doing those type of activities, I feel like that is the reason why when they're weaponizing religion, that's why. Mm. That's a deep perspective. I just call it like I see it. <laughs> and again, I'm not speaking for all of the whites. No. Or, it's or not one size fits all. I want to stress the part the where the Republicans start protesting because they're going to say that they didn't say that just like they did at the State of the Union when Joe brought mm -hmm. up <laughs> social security this is the part where we get them to commit that that is not what they believe <laughs> and that they will not do it publicly well, not. good old joe you know that was smooth at the state of the union though to bring that up publicly and get them to all publicly commit to saying that they won't cut social security or medicare like that was essentially what he did. They're all on record publicly booing and saying that they didn't say that and that they won't do it. 
So try it now. You get campaign fodder for 2024. It was a brilliant move. I'm trying to figure out where, where they claim they didn't say that because that's all I've been hearing for the last how many years? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, crazy deranged. deranged. <laughs> so speaking of the Super Bowl and the performances, we had uh -huh. the Black National Anthem with Lift Every Voice and Sing. We had Chris Stapleton our down-ass white boy doing the national anthem. Now, you know, the reason I say our down-ass white boy, this man, if you've heard any Black singer do the national anthem, you know that they put more runs in the first stanza than the Olympics. Like, <laughs> they'd be running all over the place. This man started singing, and I was like, is he doing a country <laughs> Mm -hmm. Well, I think he is. Mm -hmm. Hello. That's so, him. Uh, we had that performance. And then we have Rihanna up above in the clouds, floating with like her baby. And all like her marshmallows baby. dancing about her. And folks were angry. Folks fell on both sides. Yes. What y'all think? I love Rihanna. I love her catalog. Um, she's another one, like we were talking about earlier, always have and throughout her career been blamed for going bad and going satanic. Um, I feel like she was the most dressed that a female performer has been in a while. And that was like such a big complaint that everyone's so uh, naked. It's family, you know, friendly show. Super Bowl is so, you know, um, over the top. And so I felt like her and... I feel like that was like Puffy and Mace back in the day, like running around everywhere. Um, with you know, but anyways, I really love the bubble jackets. Yep, the bubble jackets. It was like Mace and Puffy in the Money More Problem video, but it was very Kanye-ish, and I actually like Kanye, even though he's so um crazy out there. A crazy deranged, but I I just like him. Um, I did I think that he is a very twisted individual. Um, uh, but we about my Rihanna. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I can't. But Rihanna is the one who represented Kanye to me, so I can't help but she brought him into my even thought I know, process. I'm but so, so many people but expected I, but I her to bring him. that out, and I didn't get that. No, I definitely oh, didn't. He wasn't coming out because he's not good for money, so he wasn't coming out. Um, I knew that, but I did know that she. To me, either they were heckling him or they were she was showing tribute to him to me. Just, you know, a lot of the different things that she did is what he did in his um, concert that those ideas came from. And if nothing else, Kanye is a creative. And so he is impression, um, put, made an impression on the industry and a lot of artists, whether they like him still. They might like the old Kanye because that's the Kanye I really rock with. But that is where you know, a lot of her training and her leadership probably came from and being around them and how creative they were. So um, I love, like I said, I love her. I love that how hard she works and how authentic to her, the culture that she's always been um, and representing where she comes from and who she is and just being a black woman. She always ties that to any of her successes. And so I have liked that, but she's had raunchy moments. She's had, she's grown up and did her thing in the camera. So I she's felt like I saw- Riri. I saw a mature woman up there, like in a whole different chapter in her in her life. 
Um, but I feel I still feel like entertainment wise, I would have wanted more. And that wasn't what I if I had to pay for that, I would have been like, no, I didn't pay for this shit. Like, you know, I would have had that kind of attitude. <laughs> you know, as much as I'm compassionate, I would have been like, I love Riri, but bitch, this is not what we came here for. That's she what the attitude tired. I would have had. Like it was obvious that she was pregnant. She's pregnant. Then I'm a big girl. She, was pregnant, and it was I, like, she ain't I, about I, to do all this. She did good for her to be pregnant yeah. and, uh, by herself. Like she rocked. But if I paid for it, see, I didn't pay for that. But if I had paid for that, it would have been a different conversation no. today. Okay, dead ass. <laughs> it would have dead ass. It would have been, been running up on stage. Uh uh, Riri, you owe me another hour, ho. <laughs> yes. I, she would have been called all kind of stuff. And unfortunately, <laughs> depending if drinks were flowing, her baby might have been called some things too. Okay, I ain't going that far. You gonna call the baby names too? You little mama, you ruined my <laughs> Right, right. It would have been a motherfucker. So don't even try to act. Yes, that would have been a name. That's definitely not the name she's gonna name it. So that's the name that I would have been saying. Like, girl, everybody had their motherfuckers. Like, I would have been if the drinks were flowing. It would have been like if my money was paid. It would have been a different energy. Unfortunately, oh, yes, yes. So, that's just my truth. And because and Rihanna has a mouth that she would have said that if it was she was turned. Like that's the kind of uh, fan support. Like I'm mirroring who I am uh, really fanning over. Because she would have been like, what you know. If the drinks were flowing, not in my right mind, but in my toxic <laughs> mind. Oh, that's my ratchet. Thing. But that's the thing, because Rihanna don't give a shit. This woman is a billionaire. She, she, she got to no off. She got pulled up in the air and she said, fuck your album. You can have all these black, ashy, talented, beautiful babies. Fuck your yes. album. <laughs> I just feel like she could have called off, you know, people do call off at work. She could have called off like I'm pregnant, like my doctor said bed rest. Like she could have oh, said anything no. great. Hold up, hold up. Yes, that is what Rihanna said. She said, bitch better have these babies. <laughs> not this yeah. album, not okay. this performance. Bitch better have these babies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. That's just what it is. So, yes, I personally enjoyed it from a freelance position. It was everything. It gave me life. I felt inspired. If it was my dollar bills dropping, I would like, bitch, better have my money because if not, it's a problem. And we didn't have those problems. So, I am happy. I hope the family fun who say that every year, I swear every year I hear that like their kids ain't watching half-naked people just on daytime TV. But that's neither here nor there. They say they wanted family fun, and I felt like they were covered up. They bleeped out stuff. She wasn't too raunchy in her any of her dances, very TikTok-ish. And I just felt like everybody should be happy with that, as much as that goes. My mama what said something Patty? about giving a nod to K-pop and some running choreography K-pop does. And I was like... Oh. K-pop bites hey. off of white people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, well... I've always said that. I was confused yeah, too. When mama said that, I was like, ma'am. And then I just didn't want to go there. It was like, you know, I'm going to leave that alone and let you have that for the moment. You know, having a 70 year old former black activist as a mother who's obsessed with K pop. It's so weird. Yeah. That's so weird. That is. But, but at the same time, Koreans definitely. 
are very um, very much engulfed and influenced by hip hop culture. Like they just always have. Like even you know a lot of their dance dancing styles and techniques and groups come from East Coast. You know when we used to do the break dancing and things like that nature. So they just, I mean, the Asian culture has always enjoyed our rhythmic, you know, sounds and moves. Yeah, and so I, I to me it's just like. K-pop, I think any K-pop, Korean pop, popular music, basically, like, and that what K-pop is or no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so. They basically are owned by their government, but that is, oh. yeah. Okay. It goes, it goes, it goes deep. deep. That's a streamline, that's a stream, income streamline for the, for the government? Yes. There are documentaries and they talk about how the Korean economy would crash if these k-pop stars woke up and decided i ain't doing this shit no more i'm done it would crash the korean economy that's crazy like but not shocking though it, it's really I mean, really they probably, got, it, they probably got them in like 360 deals huh yeah that, oh, bruno no, all of a sudden I heard a vibration. I heard something going on around me. I felt like I was okay. in a spaceship and I wasn't sure why. Oh. Like, okay, like, well, I know why, but we're not going to talk about it right now, but no big deal. No, and I was just saying that that's like if we stopped spending our money, we would crash the economy. <laughs> all right, see, you're going to get us canceled and we ain't even live yet. <laughs> crash the economy. Crash All right, don't, look, don't spend your money. We're going to have a blackout today. <laughs> right. They ain't going to get mad at you on that one, honey. All of a sudden, don't buy the no hair, like, no happened? nails, and no McDonald's for the next 24 hours. Baby, listen, listen we could demand anything at that point. <laughs> I mean, but see, but see, that's the, okay, so you might have to make me go down a pathway that people at one of them conversations and roads people don't want to go down is then you won't have some people want to turn on it because all they have to do is dangle some money in front of a few of us and we telling all the plans. See, that's why our always has been our problem. Somebody going to sell people. Look, see, look, we got volunteers on the call. I mean, so that's what's going to happen. Wait, wait. Did you raise my hand? <laughs> I am out there. I didn't do it. I didn't either. Yes, you did. All I, I can say is this. <laughs> I didn't do look, it. Everybody didn't. has a price. Honestly, Just depending guys. on the day and time, I'm more honest about mine, okay? Now, see, now the, you truth are. The, the truth of the matter is, do I get the money up front? Because I'm going to give you some false information, and then I'm going to go okay. and if I can get paid. And I ain't got to be there when you when you show up. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Give me I'm going to give you some false information. I'm going to be like, this. See, <laughs> see, this is why the revolution, you do your dirt on your own people. See, this is the reason why. No, you I'm tell not, somebody, you might go people, down. I'm talking about them. I'm going to take their money, give them false information, oh. and I'm going to be with my people, and we still going to ride out on the day that we had that. Okay, day. okay. You still riding for the cause. Okay, y'all still riding for the cause. Okay. I'm just like, take your what money. you want to know? I'm going to give you last year's information. I'm going to give you something crazy. <laughs> and I'm going to make know, it And if you don't let me get too. away first, and you find out I was lying to you, I'm going to tell you, you shouldn't have believed me in the first place. You knew I was crazy. <laughs> Thanks for the money. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna use see, that's the, the cause. <laughs> see, that's the thing they do have to be worried about. Like, are you getting false a false flagged? Like, are they really giving you any real information, valid, um, and all those other things? But no, that's what the issue would be. Is like soon as we did talk about a date, we're not we're gonna do this or whatever, then there's gonna be somebody who like, 
look, if you don't want to lose billions on billions, let me, how much will you pay me to let you know some stuff? And that's how our cover will be blown. So it wouldn't be an economic comeback because of the that truth, very reason. But the truth of the matter is, so. you, don't tell it, you don't tell everybody. You tell, <laughs> you tell key people that can control groups of people that people will yes, listen to. You use people's power of influence. Them, and they'll give them their own reason about why we're not going to go shop tomorrow. You don't give everybody all the details. And that's the problem. We want to tell everybody, uh-uh, baby. You tell the right key mm. players that can tell other people and can change the story to something that's believable because they trust them. And that's how... How do you think they pull off Montgomery boycott, the bus boycott? I don't think they told everybody they would boycott in the buses. They told tell, people and it spread. You tell the nation. You tell the nation, let them put it in the final call. Let okay, them all right. Look, all right, brother. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> I'm telling you, they can organize yeah. some shit. They like, organize some shit. They do. They can organize some covert shit. Like, I'm down with the nation. Like, some of this shit is a little crazy, but I'm down with the nation. Like, I'm not gonna go into it, but you know, they like, they, you know, they are uh, very organized. <laughs> I mean, yeah. At a high at a, at a, at a, at a high level. <laughs> we don't give away yeah. no secrets. We're gonna leave it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. Read the book, but <laughs> okay, but <laughs> you know, like you want to get some shit organized, we're gonna give it to them. Now, if Rihanna had had them march out on the field, I can see folks getting upset, but she ain't do that. She had some marshmallows dancing around her, she was on a platform, yeah, and she was pregnant. My biggest thing was, ma'am, announce that you're pregnant before, so I'm not looking at the screen going, Are you? Still okay, struggling, baby. struggling. <laughs> like, I mean, people want for sure. It's like, is that baby fat from the baby? Like, listen, because that's what I was wondering. I was like, is it baby fat? But then when they, I, I, I saw it in her the way she was, this. the way they were doing all the smoke and mirrors, like distraction with the cameras. I was like, Rihanna, if nothing else, a, no celebrity is on stage not to be seen. So mm-hmm. when they when they was doing all of that, I was like, okay, she's pregnant. And think about her set. It wasn't flashy. Normally, we get a flashy Super Bowl performance. This was yes. to me, this was not flashy. This was just no. very. It was very technical. It was yes. very. It was very tech next level, like Jetsony type. That's why I say they were. Tra- she took it to a different level scale of things because it was very technical to me. Um, but again, that's the smoke and mirrors of it all. It's like we have to do something we haven't done before because she wasn't going to be able to be completely the entertainer that most people look for at Super Bowl halftime, you know? Um, and so they still had to keep our adrenaline high, so they had to do all of that circusy type stuff because she literally, like, her face was going hard more than any of her body parts were when it came to any of the choreo and things of that nature. Because she felt it in her soul, but she just did not have it in her spirit. Like she said her face. It was a couple times her face said, girl. Like because she was out of breath. Because she was doing a lot of movement. That was a large face to cover. (laughs) Like she was even though she wasn't dancing, she was doing a lot of walking. God damn it. Like I needed her to take her steps. She was definitely. Oh, she had an apple watch on, I'm sure. You said steps. She was singing Order My Steps up on that damn platform. She like, was. Like that. She did. <laughs> they talking about the mind. They know she was praising the Lord and trying to get to make sure she was covered. Okay. <laughs> Fuck choreography. Order My Steps, Lord Jesus. Yeah. I would have sat down in Indian style, okay? Just, just to be clear. Stupid. Just to make sure I was safe. Okay, so... 
Do you know how hard I would have giggled if she sat down in the middle of that platform and was just like, mm-mm. I would have started doing some floor choreo. I would have started doing some yoga poses, something. I don't know. Shit. I am it done. Oh, I have to it. And people would have been hyped because they would be like, oh my God, I do that. They would have been hyped like, she's a, you know, a TikTok crate. There would have been something that they would have tied to. That's the next challenge. Like, okay, enough. Done. Why is there always the next challenge? Oh my god, there's always something. I'm so old, I just be like over it. Yeah, we're gonna take that's when my old soul comes. We will be right back with you. All right, welcome back to the Reducated Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, you can find us on YouTube, you can find us on most major platforms where uploading your podcast is free. So, give us a listen, check us out. Tell your friends, tell your grandma. She might like us too. You know, we don't discriminate. We like them all. I like grannies. Grannies are cool with me. We have fun. Especially the ones that like to cuss. Okay. We like OGs. You know. You know. My grandma 83 and she still cuss. Listen, cuss and cook. That's all I need. (laughs) But she only cuss around certain grandkids. That's right. All of them don't get authentic either. Okay. Them the special ones. That's the special yeah. ones right there. Those are the ones that yeah. can get cussed at and cussed out. So. <laughs> oh, okay. That's the truth, because you're definitely still getting cussed out. You know, and that's what I've learned about my grandma. I'm so off topic, but for real, I just got to give love to Eva Marie. That's my love, my grandma. And Miss Lady, if you... Are one she's at that stage and point in life where you get deacon all the time and you know the saved version and pastor's mama. Like that's who you get most of the time. But if she like you and you know you actually close to grandma, you know you one of her favorites. If she's ever cussed at you or cussed you out. If she ain't never told you to go fuck yourself, you might be one of them grandkids that she just cool you with. You just there. Yeah. She tolerating you. You know, that's my Eva Marie, and that's why I love her. But, you know, talking about grandmas and representation, like, I think we talked about this a little bit before, but we want to go back into entertainment, the entertainment industry. How much do you feel like you're seeing representation of yourself? We were talking about Riri and Bad Girl Riri, and she focused on building her career and her brand and everything else, like, Okay, I'm not trying to. I love Rihanna. I'm a preface the saying that way, but we have all heard that clip where Miss Thing can't sing, and we know she auto tuned. Like we all know that. Like it's not a secret. So we still love her her. anyway. <laughs> like we, we not love her. slander of Rihanna. <laughs> I'm not. I'm messing. I'm messing. Okay, it's fine. We're just playing. Don't make me get out the Bible and make all of y'all put your hand on it and testify. <laughs> Wait, don't be like Rihanna and that dream girls. She is definitely not Dina, and she shows hell ain't happy. She has other talents. <laughs> I'm okay, so it's just like your ba- your baby shoes are pretty. It's, uh, it's, just, <laughs> it's one of those situations. Like, 
does she represent what you want to see? Are you seeing yourself reflected? Are you seeing the stories you want to see reflected in the media? Like, and if not, what is it that you want to see? What do you feel like is missing? You know, Teddy and I make jokes about starting our own comedy show. Like if you've seen the Black Lady Sketch comedy show, we want to do our own version. But we want to be slightly more offensive and like off. Like old school offensive. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mad like TV SNL. <laughs> yeah. I even like and Living uh, Color. I was about to say in Living Color. I love Deb Comedy Jam was like one of my complete favorites. Oh, like yeah. I love that kind of comedy. Yes. Like it's very raunchy, very ratchet. I love it. <laughs> I want to do authentic. a comedy show like that. That's educated. Yeah. And like talks about the issues, but like, okay, let's do a Joe Biden in the White House getting some ass. Like, is he gonna have a Billy moment where somebody show up with a dress? Or what if you had a black old ass president like Joe Biden? Who like okay, John? I even missed the Chappelle, the I even missed the Chappelle show. Like the Chappelle show, Keenan and Keenan and Kale, or not Keenan and Kale. Key and Peel. Keenan and Kel. Keenan and Kel when, when, when I was younger. Yeah, when I was yeah. younger, but like Key and Peel is what I was saying because it kind of uh, took over for um, Chappelle's show. But that kind of funny, making you know po poking fun at real stuff. Key and Peel did not make me laugh very much. There was something about Key and Peel that just didn't. It, it it didn't, you know, like when you talk about kinky hair and hair that's kinky straight and it just don't curl all, like it. Yeah, Kim Pill was kinky straight hair for me, and I'm not mad at kinky yes. straight hair. That's what I have when it come out. Mm -hmm. Like I get that it don't curl quite right. It changes its mind, <laughs> and that's what their comedy was for me. <laughs> like I know. I just I just yeah, I, I just couldn't. I can't stand them either. I, as long as we both were clear. Yes, we're clear. <laughs> okay. <sighs> I'm right there with you. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All of the above. <laughs> this is just what we're dealing with with uh, Dr. D tonight, just so everybody is clear. Okay. Uh, he, this is just where we are. I'm sorry. I'm trying. We, we love it when you're there. Like when you're in your spaceship, we love it. Okay, listen. Okay, high in the sky, apple pie, high hopes. Yes, high <laughs> hopes. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I'll take this one. Um, for me, <laughs> I definitely do not feel like I see enough of the stories that I want to see. Um, mm -hmm. and so like you know, y'all know your boy, you love me. I'm weird, and I'm okay with that. But I am a big. <laughs> nerd and you know what I'm saying I would love to see more black people and sci-fi you know together because we're there we like these things you know what I'm saying like I don't know how many people I know that are like love vampires witches and anything with powers and magic you know it's like or just random stories with aliens and stuff like I was talking to my little sister and over Christmas break and we came up with a story off the top of our heads like I had a story, she had a story, and it sounded better when we put them together. And it was like, damn, that would be a bomb ass show or movie. Like that would be dope. Yes. And so, like, but again, trying to break in the industry or just seeing that something like that is possible is really hard. Like, I think we're starting to see certain stuff, but it's just not there. Yeah. And 
Keenan it, King, we're starting to see more from him in terms of what he's directing and nope and right. So I'm just like, I don't know. I would love to see more of that. I would also love to see more Black LGBTQ plus shows that do not group us in those tropes. Do not, like, make it clear. Or make it really clear. That do not group group us in those tro- in those tropes because I, it's really hard because, like, I have friends that don't fit in lots of those categories. You know what I'm saying? Like, they are their own unique person, but, like, there's other people like them that exist within the queer community, and it's like, why can't we get shows that show a variation? Why does it always have to be a slut? Yes. Why does it always have to be somebody on drugs? Why is that, you know what I'm saying? Like, why is it always gonna be somebody that's so desperate for love? Like, we know those things exist. We know that. We see that. Yes. We know, like, we live it every day, y'all. Like, <laughs> but in the same vein, we loved Noah's Ark and all of those tropes were still like, I can speak for me. I, I, I love Noah's Ark because it was one of the first shows I got to see black queer, black queer men. So but now it's, it's time to move to something beyond that. Like, yes, like it holds a special place okay. because of that, and it's somebody that was still trying to sort through sexuality and all that other stuff. Like to see <laughs> something like that on TV was amazing. I never thought that would be possible, and so like it definitely holds a special place. But there's more stories that can be told besides Noah's Ark. Like yeah. told differently with different types of people that belong to the community, and I don't understand why we still keep pushing out the same stuff because now a new generation is coming and they're seeing the same things and they feel like well now I need to be part of these prescriptors while like our generation is like hell no nah, break free from that like do your own thing and I feel like in some ways they are doing their own thing but then they're not at the same time because they're getting fed what's always been produced but then there also needs to be a follow-up story that ages along with us and is not that coming of age story over and over yes Okay, and that I'm goes to every, not just your community. <laughs> in general, it's like stop recycling um, the same th- narrative for for every community. Like every community has evolved, mm-hmm. every story has evolved to something different. Now that's why they are getting such a um, a big boom off of bring, rebooting and bringing people back as they're grown. It's like because people do grow up, like. And they, and even how they're doing it that way is still a stereotypical boxed, you know, pers- you know, scripted um, characters, so, you know, sometimes. So even with that though, it's just like that demographic that you once sold that to, they grew up, what is the outcome? Like, how are they living as grown people being, having kids of their own or, or going, or have now dealt with their sexuality and now they're living their life? What does that actually look like? You know, past them struggling for their identity, because that's the part that is the the lack of education piece. It's like, if you want people to evolve and how they see people, you have to show them the evolution. And there's never any type of evolution for our educational piece, because I am not a part of the LGBTQ community. How am I ever supposed to see something different than stereotypical if you don't put anything out there for me or the newer generation to see themselves in? It's like enough with the boxed, canned, prescribed things, because that's not what everybody needs to 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 like kind of evolutionize where we are going with just any community as women. You know, like I was saying to you guys, there's a trans community um, with women that you're not including to bring togetherness. You just want to keep us fighting. And it's like that is for someone who maybe is a child who is trying to discover. But at my grown age, I don't want to still be fighting like I'm a high schooler. Like, that's crazy. 
you brought that up and one of the things that you know pops into my mind it bothers me when i see the old stories rehashed or brought up but they replaced mm-hmm. the, the male character with a female or they replaced so and so with it, it the reason it bothers me is women are valid and worthy of their own story don't just recast a woman in a male's role and keep the same story okay. that was written from a male, a cisgendered male paradigm, and mm-hmm. you're just going to put a female in, like, what? No, like, you're not doing any justice. And I think about, like, the Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> I love <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. Oh, I love yeah. I everybody that was in it. Leslie Jones, you had yep. an all-star cast. But you basically took a white male paradigm and just threw these women into it. And then you threw these women into it and you didn't allow them to evolve in their own comedy. You asked them to do the same shit that they've done in every movie they've been in to where I was sitting there going, please make it in. Like, I didn't even watch it. And I loved, and I say all capital letters. Let me tell you, I did not laugh once. And I didn't even watch it. I didn't laugh once and I was so disappointed that I didn't laugh because I expected to be like in stitches the entire movie. Like I was watching Bridesmaids. I just knew I was going to be laughing and cackling and choking. I love Bridesmaids. When I tell you I was watching the movie just like Donnie, I was like, is this it? This is all there is? I didn't even watch it because I, I, didn't, I don't even know why. I think that it would got other such bad reviews from other people that it didn't even intrigue me to watch it even though I had full access to it. And, um, and I loved Ghostbusters, like that was a definitely an, an intertwine from the cartoon to just I I loved it. Um, but again, they do that even with race. They do it with gender, race. They just slap people in positions, ain't changed a bit of the script. It's like that's not how a black wo- woman acts. At she's all. not she's not the sidekick or all the time she can be leading. It's like they just slap people in positions and then they don't even cater it still. So it still makes you mad. Like, yeah, you got what you wanted. Yeah, I wanted you to be my more diversified, but this is not what diversity or culture looks like. So it's like you still be turned up, turned down and you could still see basically the systemic racism or just microaggressions in it all where you still are not being represented or respected. You're like, yeah, that's not what I meant, but thank you. <laughs> and so I'm thank glad you bring that point up because like for me, what I also would love to see is more stories that center liberation. And I'm going to specify what I mean by that. Like, okay. So we get these stories about struggle. Okay, Hidden Figures, right? Wonderful movie, love it. Like I even planning probably to teach from it at some point, right? Uh-huh. But the movie ends with, oh, she overcame, they overcame. But the whole movie was nothing but struggle. Like the entire movie, mm-hmm. and not, not taken away from their lived experience. Because yes, I'm pretty sure it was way harder than what we saw, right? They right. realized it on screen. But at the end of the day, when do we get stories about them living normal lives, successful lives, being regular ass people? Like when do we get, like y'all make regular ass movies about regular ass white girls all the time. No shade to white girls. Just to put that out there because I know y'all going to come for me. That, that are heroin. They make regular, they regular, regular ass white girls in high school and going through life changes. Why can't we get black girls going through life changes? Why can't we get yes. like, girls going through life changes? Like, And not even just women, like young men. Like, Why can't we get regular Definitely young men. Like, and, so, and it was even a message that uh, I believe Donnie sent me. We were texting one day and it was like, um, we ain't always got to be black excellence or black magic, y'all. Sometimes we just be regular as fuck. And I'm like, listen, because some days I just that's re- okay, that's real. I said as fuck. 
I do. I just want to roll out of bed, not even do nothing to my hair. I don't want to put myself together. I just want to be regular. Just like y'all can go outside and do that. I want to do it too. But no. But no. <laughs> I want to be a regular, regular ass black dude. Regular, regular, let me be. That's it. <laughs> I, I see I'm at that age now to where I am like and the world is not giving sometimes that it, what it needs to be giving so sometimes, I'm like what am I dressing up for you for this is you can do McDonald's and you want me to be I'm not that's not what I want so okay. I understand and that I can definitely vouch for that like it gets exhausting doing always trying to show up better than for somebody else's approval or just representation because we're so devalued. We always have to show up overly valuable. And it's like, that's exhausting every single day. Because if you're telling me when you got, when we put slogans out into the world about it's okay to not be okay and everything, are you giving everyone that permission? Because I don't feel like I have the permission to say it's an, I'm not okay today. I just need, I need a mental health day without being judged or just showing up looking a mess and people not making it seem like now I can't handle nothing. Like it would be nice to be coddled professionally and still, and still get promotions. It would be nice to go somewhere and we'll just get through the work day <laughs> and not have my hair or everything all perfect without people assuming that my life's a wreck. They just might not even notice because it's just like I'm regular degular. That's all. That's just what I want to show up as. Um, and that is exhausting when it comes to, I think, any de devalued community. Anytime you have that, it's always an expectation that you have to work harder to be seen. And it's like, no, my presence is a gift, no different than yours. I shouldn't have to work to prove my validation. But people make you do that um, a lot of times. And that's just, it's just tiring. Like, goodness enough be enough sometimes so representation i do go with you the liberation we need to show things that are in variations because one person shouldn't be the face of any particular or poster child that's too much responsibility to cover the assortment of individuality and that's frustrating little Nas X do not represent me not that i don't have anything against them but they do not represent me my dear i love <laughs> his music though like when that's I what i said that no i like both of them uh -huh. I like both of them, but they do not represent me. Yes, and I, so I, I, I always said that I think the variations need to be in the in the empowerment piece. Like everything isn't always have to be, especially when you have the right to create. Doesn't have to be about the struggle. Child, and and the <laughs> there's just I times where there's, there's black people. I mean, the media will turn around. You know, I always have to play devil's advocate. I always have to throw That's it out. the best conversations. Of course. And the media pushback is going to be, but this is what people are buying. This is what people are consuming. We tried to put that out and y'all didn't buy it. Or, you know, those aren't the stories people want to hear. It's just like when you're driving down the street and you're trying to figure out why traffic is backed up. And then you suddenly realize it's an accident or somebody got pulled over. And there was no reason for people to slow down. The accident was out of the way. Right. But everybody done slowed the fuck down because they want to watch the trauma porn. And, and, you know, like the news has even turned into trauma porn. And we're desensitized by school shootings. We're, we're in the second month of the year. And we've had... 20 school like 20 mass shootings all like 
something ridiculous. Something I'm about to say something unnecessary. You know, so we're desensitized to it. And the media is going to say that that's what we're consuming. And we keep saying, but that's all you're feeding us. And again, I think it goes back to what I mentioned before. What are you consuming? Like, what are you seeking out for consumption? If the only thing that you're watching is that, and, you know, we're having this conversation, but are we guilty ourselves? If we go back and check our viewing history on Paramount, Discovery, whatever, what are we watching? I'm a horror. I think that a lot of sci-fi books. I'm. I was about to say I watch. I've been watching a lot of psychological dramas, and I like scary movies. But I also will watch inspirational stuff. Like my, I am ratcheted. Like this is how I live my life. You're gonna find segments of me ratchet because I want to a distraction. I need some entertainment show me something that I'm not living and then I want things to inspire my living because it's like damn I need to see people being successful I need to see people doing something that's on another level so that way I can be influenced by it so and then I bring it back to my tribe so that way now on a daily basis I'm talking that we're we're talking that kind of conversation so I choose (laughs) both pathways um but I do, but that's also because I grew up in an era that you all grew up in, mainly more Donnie and I. Um, but still, we're all in the same era where there was opportunity for wholesomeness. There were options of varieties of differences, maybe not as much, but even back in the 70s, like when you go back, there are different variations of um blackness. Um, you had choices to choose from. It wasn't just all of this because even when it comes to television for a while it was overly rock and roll or whatever john rosin but then but now you always seen like this drill rap like everything that comes to us is negative we had variations like video soul caribbean rhythms we had mtv where there's pop music there so was variation i'm gonna have to interject once caribbean rhythms was nasty I don't know if y'all if you ever really watched Caribbean Rhythms, but it was this one video every night on Caribbean Rhythms. This one dude, John A. a pizza board. And he was wearing like these orange yoga pants or whatever. And his stuff was just in there. I was in high school and my straight brother was the one that pointed it out to me one night. We were watching, he was like. I feel like we watch a softcore porn. This man's dick is all in my face. <laughs> yeah, they they were very covert in the back of the day with how they try to uh, sexualize us. But uh, I was watching BET Uncut. <laughs> BET Uncut got wild, and I was in college when that was popping off, and I was like, "Well, well, well." Um, but overall, we have variations, and so I would like to just see because some people do want ratchet, and sometimes I want to tap into it. Some yeah. people do. It's just like different times, but I still think there should be the variations out there. And with the internet, we are able to pick and choose more. But it's the stuff that we're, we're that they're literally creating and putting their money machines behind is that I'm mainly speaking on. Like the same promotion and the same money and energy that goes into promoting things that are not um, best for our culture overall. That we're, I think those are the things that I'm talking to. Put your money where your mouth is. Like put, they need to put some money behind their companies into things that are more positive. And then I think that that's where money is. That is what is influential to people sometimes. So they think that that's where power is. So if they start to spread out, spread the wealth 
and put different things out there, I think that it will start to get different people, creatives, to want to put their stuff on platforms more and represent you know, their individuality. But I think the internet helps out for everybody. It just sometimes, like I said, the people who need the spotlight don't get the support when it comes to really changing the, the narrative. Is, the internet is the reason my mother is obsessed with K-pop. I mean, she sits on YouTube and watches K-pop videos. I watch a lot of documentaries, but I've been mm -hmm. sending her documentaries and things to watch so that we have other things to talk about and discuss, you yeah. know? And I know y'all saw me looking around. I was feeling like T.S. Madison. I needed um, some chapstick and I swore there was some somewhere on my desk and I'm like, somebody bring me some chapstick. Like, I keep it this one. I as the shady kids goes and put some on. Petty. So petty. I'm the petty one in the group. Are you putting on chapstick? Right well, it, uh, anytime I'm talking too much and somebody says something to their lips, it automatically attracts my fingers to mine. Like, let's get it together. I'm so done. But... So to your, that's why the, to the your point, Donnie, I think that that's a larger conversation about the media and its influence, because I feel like that is what the absence of hope looks looks like, and that you keep recycling this absence of hope so people can't begin to fathom and imagine themselves in any other way besides in persecution or oppression or some type of othering. Um, and I, especially when you are from a marginalized community, because when do we hear about us being successful? You turn on the news, we're getting shot left and right. You you turn on TV shows and you slanging drugs or you throwing your coochie cat um, at everybody. You know what I'm saying? Or you you dealing drugs or you still in, you know what I'm saying? Or you looked at it as having an attitude and you got to persevere, you got to over, you know what I'm saying? If you always got to overcome, when do you ever see yourself thriving? When can you imagine <laughs> yourself as something other than struggling? And so I feel like that's what the media will say, but it's like that's what you that's but that's what's happening. That we have an absence of hope because we don't see hope. But then we look at movies like Black Panther. How many people came out for that, especially from our community? How many people showed up to see? And it was something positive. Now, yes. Yes, it was about black magic, superheroes, and all that. Yes, yes, yes. But we came to see all the black people in the movie, not just Chadwick playing. Exactly. Black we wanted to see us what did we look like the colors the setting like all of it was something that i don't think many people were familiar with because africa is always depicted as a struggling country and that there are right. places in africa that are rich baby they look a whole lot better than i mean rich and so that was i think that was an opportunity for a lot of people to actually see that and be like oh we can be more than just tattered clothes we can wear vibrant colors we come from a beautiful group of people that are strong and powerful in a country that guess what they they do have spaces over there that are thriving and it's not struggling like over here and i think that was a first for a lot of people to actually see ourselves that way and that was produced That's by true. media mm -hmm. it's the truth i mean and even with that again when you don't it's the representation piece when you're not able to get the right representation then certain things go down the pathway or where people start doing slave movies and different things so you that helped them support it more because they saw the money in it and and that piece but what drew people in is to see uni unification and inclusiveness uh, for our people that positivity like you said it gave people hope um, to the point where 
people were really, really like, I wish I could live, you know, like it really was bringing a, a different level of connection to the point where it's like, you know, that's not real. Like people were really like, you know. Listen, I wish Wakanda was real. Come pick me up. Yes. <laughs> and even all the vibranium up. conversations, black people are vibranium. We got vibranium in our, I mean, yes. for People were all about it. it. Like people are hungry for that yeah. kind of thing. They 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 yeah. they need it. They want it. But I still would insist that those stories are there. Just like music, musically, mm -hmm. there's artists that are mainstream that we hear all the time. Beyonce, 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 mainstream. If you listen to the radio, Beyonce is being played left and right. But mm -hmm. artists like Gerard Bernard. Kevin, I didn't hear about him, or I'm sorry, Petty. I didn't know about him until you played him. And he's not necessarily mainstream. He hasn't, you know, broken into a lot of that yet. And so I think it's also about like where and what are we consuming? I'm gonna pause for just a second just to make sure that all of our tech is in line. Give me one second and we will be right back with you with the Educated Podcast. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back. That is a wrap, folks. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up for tonight with the Ratchicated Podcast. Yep. We thank you for tuning in, talking with us. Look forward to seeing you next week. Peace. Peace.